talk about the differences there between you know what the federal bunnies that you mentioned will do, and then and then what our, our retailers have to look for or look out for rather, uh, you know, at the state level. On, on the federal level, the only program that exists are these tax credits. The state programs are in development. So actually right now they're not even in development yet, but we kind of understand where they're going to go. On the state programs, the state programs are going to be more focused on immediate savings. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stotts. This week's episode, we're diving deep into federal legislation and uh, some of the, uh, the things happening at the state level as well with the Inflation Reduction Act, an act that was a, a piece of legislation, rather, that was passed last summer, uh, August 2022, and um, it does a lot of things. Obviously, the name you hear, Inflation Reduction Act, is supposed to uh, take you know steps towards tampering inflation, which we know has been an issue in and of itself, but there's a lot to do so. There's a lot of programs packed into this legislation that uh, could impact independent retail, and namely from um, the clean energy side of the business and and you know things like Energy Star and some of the, the work that EPA is doing. But uh, it kind of boils down to there being funding packed into this bill that will allow uh, consumers to tap into things like tax credits. And at the state level, we're, we're still learning you know some of the the benefits that they might be able to experience at uh, the the consumer side of uh, on the consumer side of things with you know things like Energy Star appliances and and you know efficient water heaters. All, there are all sorts of things that are still being discussed, but it's something that you know we know is coming, and as such, we are keeping an eye on. and And that is where our own director of business development, Mr. Frank Santner, steps in and provides an update for us on what's going on. Um, you know, from the, the federal level and the state level that our retailers, our members that you need to be keeping an eye on, um, you know, as the federal programs roll out and then also as states, you know, where you're based, you know, what your state's doing. So we start that conversation today on the podcast and uh, Frank's going to continue it at primetime here in Dallas in March. So if that's something you, you will be seeing you, if we'll be seeing you there, you know, there's an opportunity to sit down on a on a nationwide learning academy session with Frank to dive deeper into this topic, but sort of providing an overview. Uh, Frank does an awesome job, you know, getting the 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 key bullet points for us, what you need to be keeping an eye on, and uh, you know what you can be doing to prepare as this legislation, uh, you know, starts to get to roll out and and directly impact not only our consumers' lives but your lives as well on the independent retail side. So, uh, lots to unpack, and and you know, plenty of we spend plenty of time doing just that with Frank. So let's dive into it. Uh, our deep dive into the Inflation Reduction Act here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, blessed today to have Mr. Frank Santner, our uh, Director of Business Services here on uh, the Independent Thinking Podcast, right from Nationwide Marketing Group. And uh, Mr. Santner, how's it going? How you doing? Doing great. Doing fantastic. Ready for great, a fun? Great to be speaking with you. Yeah, you as well, as always. So uh, it's always fun to, to be able to, to pick the minds of our incredible people here at Nationwide Marketing Group and you amongst them. And uh, we got some interesting stuff for those reading the headline uh, of this episode that we're diving into today. But before we get into all that, just how, how are things, you know, as we get into 23, um, just set the scene. What, what's going on in your world and, and what are you excited about? Uh, I know the, the Inflation Reduction Act will be a part of that, but, you know, what, what else is going on that 
has you excited about the start of 2023? I think that if you take it at a, at a macro level, the slowing of the economy uh, for our members gives them a perfect opportunity to think about their business, meaning the last couple of years they've been so busy working in their business. They haven't had time to work on their business. And now this gives them a little bit of time to think about the next 10 years and where they want to put themselves 10 years from now. No, I, I love that. And um, you know, the business and financial services world that uh, you, you operate in is always one. Um, we talk about, you know, there's the products and things like that, that, um, you know, we, we have programs with and, and whatnot that our members have access to. But this is, there's, there's so much variety in this space, uh, an opportunity too, right? That uh, you know, ways to to you know leverage some of the tools that we've got that um, are out there. And um, I know you know a big piece of uh, of the team uh, retired at the end of last year, but you know the shoes that you have to fill with Mr. Weinberg. But you guys are doing it. Um, you know, wow. and how how's how's that been? That adjustment to start the new year. It's been wonderful. Uh, Rick did spend a fair amount of time kind of preparing us for. Uh, introducing us to all the different stakeholders with the different uh, utility contractors, the, the utilities themselves, everybody at the EPA. So I mean, it's a significant number of people that are involved in all of these energy efficiency initiatives. And uh, I'm lucky enough to to now know most of them. <laughs> well, right in time too, right? Because it's a, it's a nice segue. I, I think, you know, you talk about the work that he did on behalf of uh, the or well with the AP, EPA I should say on behalf of nationwide and uh, with that Energy Star program, um, you know a big part of this Inflation Reduction Act that we're going to talk about has to do with that. So I, I want to you know set the table for us a little bit because it's obviously something that's been in the news a lot um, of late and you know conversations have been happening, questions have been stirring. So um, I don't know if you can do it, but if if there's a thirty second pitch on what the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, is all about, what what would that look like? It's uh, the biggest piece of legislation ever in this country, uh, which will total about $369 billion over the next 12 years. And that money will be used for projects that fall in the area of energy efficiency, decarbonization, reducing greenhouse gases and clean energy. So it's all about kind of cleaning up uh, and and, and, uh, reducing pollution in America and spending a lot of money to get people to buy the products that create those, those cleanup savings. Gotcha. And this is a program, you know, well, I say a program, it's a, a piece of legislation, uh, passed last August, right? So last summer, um, and you know, you mentioned it'll run for a, a dozen years here. Um, you know, what, why is it, you know, we're sitting here early January 23. What's the, what's the noise about it right now? Why is it picking up, you know, a lot of interest, um, you know, from, from what you, are seeing, uh, you know, out there and the questions you're getting, what's, what, what's it about it right now that that's driving a lot of the, the interest and discussion? Well, first of all, there are so many stakeholders that everybody obviously wants to talk about it. <laughs> uh, and then, and then you think about it, one of the biggest pieces of it is going to be monies that flow through in the form of tax credits. And tax credits actually launched January 1st of this year. So there was a period of time when the tax last year, when there were, the tax credits had gone away. So there was a, a gap and now they started up again and they're higher. So the, the, that is administered by 
sort of the Treasury Department and the IRA. I mean, the IRS. Right. <laughs> uh, so th- Thankfully, not their, the IRA. <laughs> so that is that is kind of their thing. But because the program involves the use and implementation of Energy Star products, so really at the center of everything related to this Inflation Reduction Act centers around energy efficient products, which generally bear the Energy Star label. So that is why, because it's already launched for a whole bunch of different categories and the EPA wants to put the spotlight on Energy Star is why you're hearing a lot about it already today. Gotcha. And, and you know, bottom line for, you know, obviously the, the focus being the efficiency and, and benefits to the environment, things like that, from the retailer perspective, what are some of those like bottom line benefits that um, you know they could see out of this, out of out of the new legislation and, and these credits, and um, and what that could do for them and their businesses? A retailer, uh, you know, if you just think about the federal government is going to spend about three hundred sixty nine billion dollars. That's almost the equivalent of just giving somebody a ticket to get started in certain business. It's like subsidizing the businesses that are involved in where that money is going. And so the the thing that's important for our retailers is to understand where the money is going so they could figure out as they start working on their business, how do they take a share of that? How do they insert themselves in the categories where the money is going? And not just the federal tax credit money, but then also the state programs that will come along next year. That's that's really, really important. And that's why we're putting a focus on this. It's not so much because the, the legislation and, and specifically the federal tax credits, I mean, they really apply to z- none of the products that our members sell. Uh, the, the, the closest thing is anybody who happens to be in the water heating business, but we don't have many people in the water heating business today. That's the closest thing there is. Then there's weatherization programs and home energy audits and 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 uh, heating and cooling. So there's all these categories that create significant opportunities and are places where where I feel our members need to start thinking about either getting into directly, buying a business in that category. Or partnering with other companies that are that are, that they may know of in their market, uh, that they may have a friend who's ready to retire and is thinking about closing it down his HVAC business. Though so that may be something to think about directly getting into yourself. And and the the we have a nationwide learning academy session at prime time that will focus on the Inflation Reduction Act, with a lot of discussion about what kinds of partnerships would make sense, or what are the kinds of things that um, can tie together the, the assets that our members have with the opportunities that, that the federal government's creating and create that, that win-win situation. Uh, my feeling is that with these programs lasting for 10 years, it's not something where it's not worth investing the time because in a year it's going to go away. No, these are going to last for a long time. They're going to provide significant monies every year for the next 
you know, people, a lot of people say 10 years, but the federal tax credits, they actually have a tail at the end, which makes them last at a diminishing rate for 12 years. But the state programs are mainly going to be 10 years long. So that that's kind of where I, my, my thoughts on that. Gotcha. No, that's that's awesome, and I I appreciate your plug there for the NLA because uh, you know we can cover so much in a podcast, but um, you know th- th- we have questions we've got lined up. But for those uh, listening or that will be in attendance um, with us in Dallas, you know, great opportunity to get in front of uh, the experts on this space and and you know get your questions asked and if not answered, at the very least, you know, in our heads so we can help you navigate you know these waters and and figure out you know what. Uh, what ways you can sort of leverage what, what's coming out of this in, in your business. And um, something you mentioned in in there that uh, I think might, you know, definitely a question that will crop up from from retailers out there listening is, um, you know, the difference in it always with any legislation, right? Federal legislation, there's the, the federal aspect and you mentioned the state aspect. So talk about the, the differences there between, you know, what the federal bunnies that you mentioned will do and then, and then what, you know, our members and our, our retailers have to look for or look out for rather, uh, you know, at the state level. Yeah. Great question. And, and just to kind of position for you, when we do the nationwide learning Academy session at primetime in Dallas, we're going to base it on what we know, which is we know everything there is to know about the federal program. The state programs are in development. So actually right now they're not even in development yet. So we're going to deal with what we have but we kind of understand where the state programs are going to go. And then at the next prime time, the one in Nashville, we'll have another uh, NLA session on Inflation Reduction Act with the information we have at that point, which will be further along. This is a building thing, because remember, this is a 12-year kind of initiative, so it's worth spending some time on these topics. The um, On the federal level, the only program that exists are these tax credits. So there is a whole bunch of different product categories where tax credits apply, but the tax credits are pretty significant. They're they're generally 30% with a cap in some categories like water heating, uh, the cap is $2,000. In some other categories, uh, the cap is $600. But to give you the sense in the old tax credit world, so basically 2021, 2020, these things were capped at $300. So it was a $300 tax credit. If you think about it today, if you uh, in, if you buy a heat pump water heater, which is a category that we're very interested in, uh, that all in, in, in the, the, the uh, tax credit applies to the installation, everything. So let's say all in it's $3,000. Well, that tax credit is $900. So that is a very significant amount of money. So we've got the categories and everything defined, the rules for whether it's rental property or owner or partial owner, meaning it's not your primary residence. So all of those things are defined. And I uh, will be able to, I think we'll probably post on MemberNet some of the specific rules as it relates to uh, the federal program, because there are some, uh, a whole set of Q&A that was put together there. Then on the state level, so you know the thing with the federal program is you got to put the money up front. You got to spend the three thousand dollars on that that heat pump water heater, and then when you file your taxes, you'll get this thirty percent tax credit up to two thousand dollars. On the state programs, the state programs are going to be more focused on immediate savings. 
with a, speci a specific element of them focused on low income. So uh, the, the, the idea being, we got to make sure that low income individuals and households can take advantage of this program. Many of those households don't have a federal tax problem, meaning they're not paying taxes or their taxes are less than the credit. So uh, the idea being, okay, if we wanted to benefit low and medium income people, we've got to provide it as an instant discount. So when I buy that product, the money has to come off right then and there. So there's really two programs that are created, that are being created at the state level. So let me just explain what I mean by that. Each state is gonna be able to apply to the EPA for one, of, one or both of these two programs. They're gonna have to create a proposal on, for, to, to apply for these programs. The format of the proposal hasn't even been created yet. So by being part of this process, I received an RFI, which is Request for Information, where they're looking for my feedback on what they should put as the rules for the state programs. Once the states receive the rules from the EPA, then they're gonna have a certain amount of time to respond. Then, they're gonna, then the EPA is gonna to have to review all of them and make decisions about the programs, maybe make some modifications. So these state programs are only gonna kick off yeah, end of this year, optimistically, yep. it's the end of this year, less optimistically, it's the beginning of 2024, okay? So within the state programs, there's two different types of programs. One of them is focused on electrification. So this is for all income levels is to say, hey, if you, uh, I'm sorry, the electrification one is, is for low income, is to say, if you, buy these specific products, you're going to get an instant savings when you buy it. Now, so that means when you're in the store, they have to understand your income level. They have to be able to, there's a whole lot of systems work to make that happen. That's the electrification portion focused on low income, but some significant savings. The, the category that we're very interested in, as I mentioned, is water heating, a heat pump water heater, will carry an incentive for a low-income individual of $1,750. Wow. It's a very significant savings, plus up to $500 for the contractor that uh, does the installation. So you see, there's a lot of money tied in there. Yeah. The second program is really focused on, um, on efficiency. So the first one, electrification, meaning implement electric products. The second one is efficiency, which is about installing more efficient products. So reduce the energy consumption of your home through more efficient products. That program is the least defined right now. So it's possible that when the rules come out, that kitchen appliances might apply. They may apply in some states, but not in all states. Depending on where the state is in their sort of clean energy journey, they may feel that they've already squeezed all the savings they can out of kitchen appliances and laundry appliances, and they don't include them. Some other states may include all of them. Some may provide 
small incentives, some provide bigger incentives. But the idea there is with this efficiency portion of the Inflation Reduction Act is you're going to get money back based on how much you're able to reduce the energy consumption within your household. And there is an element where the amount is higher if you're lower income and it's lower if you're, if you're higher income. Well, so a couple you know, points there, one being obviously a lot still up in the air um, as far as the, the state level goes, because you know, we're talking, as you mentioned, some of these things, you know, we're, we're looking end of this year at the earliest uh, as far as them getting implemented, past implemented, things like that. And um, so the opportunities are still further out. But the, the other thing is, is that, you know, we've, you know, as a, as a, as a group, as nationwide have long since pushed the, the opportunity that the Energy Star program represents. And, and, um, you know, I know we obviously as a partner of the year, sustained excellence for eight, nine years, eight years running, I believe it is. And then longer recognized, you know, by the EPA, um, something we've had success with. So this is just another reason, you know, for us to continue to to explain the benefits of, you know, energy efficiency. And now, you know, there's another, almost another talking point, right? Is that, you know, not even just us talking to the retailers, but in the, giving them the tools to turn around and talk to their consumers about the opportunities that exist to, to push these products in their stores. Yeah, this has become a, a more of a hot button uh, and more in some states than other states, but it's it's a hot button because energy efficiency, energy savings, you know, uh, uh, trying to slow down climate change or reverse climate change is is definitely a big deal, and and one where yes, we've been at the forefront of this. Uh, we plan to to stay in the forefront and be the the basically the the, the go-to place for any information on how to optimize this Inflation Reduction Act. So when we do the in, the NLA session at prime time, we may have somebody from the EPA there. So I may do it along with somebody from the EPA or do it by myself with information that is provided by the EPA because I want to make sure that everything that I cover is 100% factual. This is a very fluid environment. This isn't something where you know, here's the information and run with it. Many of the things, because they're not defined yet, I need to understand sort of where the mood is swinging in terms of what what is going to happen and is not going to happen. Like, for example, uh, through my affiliation with the, you know, some of these energy efficiency programs, there's a desire to try to create for some of the state programs, some national rules. So national rules for state programs would make it easier for us, for our members, for us to implement programs for our members because some things would be the same across all states. That's something that whether we're successful or not, we don't know. We're going to take a shot at it and see where that goes. So you know, there's many of those kinds of things that are just open, but but we're right there. We're right there at the cutting edge of, of making those decisions. Well, I mean, it's always important, I think, to you know be a part of those. And I know the the close tie with EPA obviously gives us a chance to, um, you know, I, I hate the cliche of seat at the table, but you know, being a part of those conversations and at least being knowledge in in line or having awareness of what's going on, so that we can pass that information on, is obviously important for uh, the the retailers out there now. 
for those retailers? Is there anything aside from you know getting learned learned up and and educated on the the things happening at the federal level right now? Is there anything that they should be doing to prepare you know for these potential changes at the state level, other than just you know staying ready and informed and um, you know, could they be doing anything to to prep for the the, the potential state level or or even at the federal level, things that they could be doing? I, I feel like everybody needs to be thinking about what I said earlier about partnerships, because it's it's there's a lot of opportunity here, and somebody's going to seize that opportunity. And from my perspective, it better be our members that take advantage of these things, because that's why we're here. That's what we're trying to do: is pave the way and make that a possibility. Uh, whether it be you know some of the areas that are uh, important there there's the heating and cooling is important the plumbing is important there's some stuff that's related to the exterior of the home and the weatherization uh, energy audits are, are a piece there's a big section that's going to happen which is to verify that the things that a contractor said happen actually happen so there's a verification piece that has to be done by a third party unaffiliated with that contractor. That's going to create opportunities. So finding all of those and making that fit with our membership is, is really my obligation to our members. That's, that's why I'm here to do is to make, make those pieces fit. There's been several members that have already come and asked questions about Inflation Reduction Act and just trying to understand it at a broad level. And, and that's going to continue. So that's where the certainly the, the, the session that we're going to have at this upcoming prime time is going to be very helpful. It's going to be helpful to me also because it's going to help me know where our, the minds where members are. And then by the time we get to Nashville, we're taking everything I've heard and trying to better start to formulate some of the partnership opportunities uh, would be wonderful. Like right now, just to kind of give you a sense, I've already contacted the PHCC. You're like, what the heck is the PHCC? It's, it's the Plumbing, Heating, um, Cooling Contractors Association. Because to the extent that we move forward with water heating, there's probably going to be a need for partnerships with plumbers. Uh, and we're speaking to one of the manufacturers and are close to having an agreement there but we feel like we're going to have to augment that. That would be creating a partnership with plumbers that doesn't exist today that helps our members, you know, get that missing piece so they can be in a new category called water heating. It's, and, and then extend that to some of the other things in the Inflation Reduction Act. That's what I'm aiming to do for our members. You mentioned, I, obviously, I think, you know, Cool to hear about some of those things because it, it's sort of been if you're following nationwide and, and sort of see the direction the whole home is it's it's there it's on the horizon it's it's something that I think is easily achievable um, you know in sort of what we've been angling and trying to do um, but from a, uh, a you know from the, the the members right now what questions are you hearing or what's the most common question about um, I, I assume it's, you know, just understanding like, what is this and what do I need to know? But, you know, sort of more granular, are there any, you know, common questions you're getting about this uh, piece of legislation from our members? It, it appears that most of our members have been exposed to some of the states, like some states in particular are circulating information about what's coming. Uh, and 
our members are are wondering what of the categories they're in are included. What, how do I participate in this? Like, you know, what of the things that I'm selling are going to be included in these instant rebates? And um, and, and you know, a we're not 100 sure. Other than we do know, you know, where we absolutely know outside of the federal program is the state programs for low income have to include heat pump dryers, heat pump water heaters, and, and electric stoves slash ranges slash ovens. The piece that's not totally clear is I believe many of the states are gonna say, but it has to be switching from gas to electric. So the fuel switching element of the requirements, the income requirement is clear, the product categories themselves are clear, they have to be Energy Star certified, but do you have to go from gas to electric? I feel like in the case of stoves, ranges, and ovens, it will be a requirement that you go from gas to electric. Fuel switching is, is more complicated. It, you know, it's, it's not the same as just replacing electric for electric. So this issue that, that has been in the, in the news a lot about the gas and, and kind of the, the downside of gas and the harmful health issues with gas. This all stems from a Stanford University PhD study that was done. And um, the, the study was, was really not designed around health issues. It was designed around this thing called this methane puff, mm -hmm. which is to figure out the efficiency of gas versus electric and how much is wasted when, how much gas is wasted when you turn the appliance on and when you turn it off. Because when you turn it on before the actual flame starts, there's some amount of gas that emits. Yep. And when you turn it off, the same thing happens. You turn it off, but still a little bit of gas emits. And that gas is methane gas. Methane gas is, is very harmful. Methane gas is worse than carbon dioxide. So basically that is emitted in your house. Uh, which is which is a problem. And when you accumulate it across, like the state of California probably has you know, 20 million gas water heaters, that's a lot of methane gas. And that is one of the worst greenhouse gases out there. So that is where sort of all of this has come about. And, and you know, it, it's a, I actually heard the guy present his PhD study, and it's quite fascinating. Yeah, and the timing of it all. You know, I, I'm sure he didn't plan to release this and cause this, and then also the, the, the Inflation Reduction Act happens, and, you know, the, all the conversations are meshing together, um, you know, but it, it's, hey, an opportunity, too, it presents uh, across, uh, you know, I think it, what, I just saw the stat where it's like 38% of households across the uh, the U.S. have gas stoves or implement, you know, they're implemented in homes. And so that's an opportunity, you know, these homes that want to switch from gas to electric because of this. And, uh, you know, they can take advantage potentially of the uh, the Reduction Act and everything that represents. So a lot of opportunity here potentially for uh, retailers and, and just ways of talking too to your customers, how to inform them and, and make sure that you're presenting yourself as an expert in the space and, um, you know, looking out for that, that best interest of the customer. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say is that uh, one thing that's become clear to me as I've done research and, and uh, on this and talked to people is that 
the the I can understand how we may not be successful in trying to get a similar program across all states because the, the challenges between states are so different. You talk about uh, the state of Vermont. In the state of Vermont, looking at the heating of the house, only 8% of the homes are heated with electricity. Okay, 8%. In Florida, 91% of the homes, the heating is electric. So you think the, the issues are different between Vermont and Florida? Yeah, I mean, the goals are completely different. Right. The highest source for, for heating a home in Vermont is fuel oil, okay? Fuel oil doesn't even exist in Florida. I mean, nobody does it. There may be some propane, there's no fuel oil. If you go out in California, you've got a situation where, so in, in, in let's take water heating now. So in Florida, again, over 90% of water is heated with, electric water heaters, right? There's very, very few gas water heaters. In California, it's 90% gas yep. and 10% and electric. So it's, it's almost like the flip opposite. So their challenges in California and the challenges in Florida, completely different. So the state programs are, the, were, the reason monies were allocated to states individually is so they could create a program that uh, that is, considering their marketplace and what their market challenges are. And we just did a similar look on the uh, nationwide blog too, with the, the stoves and, and, you know, cooktops, whether they're gas versus electric by state. And there's a, a awesome breakdown um, that came from uh, one of the, the agencies out there. And, you know, 92% of homes in Florida have electric gas or I'm sorry, electric stove tops. And you go out to, the, I'll use the same two States, California, it's 70% gas. So just, uh, again, opportunity. It's very different from state to state, so it makes sense why, you know, it, it would, uh, you know, apply to the very differently with how they they go about creating their programs for this Inflation Reduction Act. So, lots of lots of you know information to be had, and and still more to learn and and uh, come down the road here as uh, you know we we start to follow and and see what happens at the state level. So I feel like we're going to be hearing a lot more from you, not just during NLAs, but on this podcast and on our blog as well, Mr. Santner. So this was a tremendous overview. Um, appreciate you taking the time and, and sharing the knowledge. And, uh, you know, if I just close it out one more time for those, you know, that are going to be with us in Dallas. Uh, they, they can check out the NLA there. I'm sure it'll be one recorded as well. And I know you do regular webinars as well. So I'm sure this will be something that gets discussed uh, quite frequently throughout the year. Uh, well, I make a little, do a little bit of a plug for at the show, you know, with this really heavy emphasis we have on energy efficiency and inflation reduction act and the interest that we have in water heating, we will have a heat pump water heater in our energy star booth. So we've never actually had a product in our booth before. This will be the first time uh, the energy savings, so basically somebody going from an electric water heater to a heat pump water heater would save between 66 and 75% reduction in energy consumption going from electric to heat pump. Wow. So that's something that we're definitely standing behind because in terms of accomplishing energy savings goals, heat pump water heaters goes, go a very, very long way in accomplishing that. No, that's that's awesome and uh, something to check out too for sure. So uh, we'll be there and uh, swing by that booth and 
and see what's happening there with the uh, the Energy Star team. But we appreciate it. This was a lot of fun and um, educational for me, and uh, I'm sure for our listeners as well. So we appreciate the time and uh, look forward to connecting again down the, again down the road. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Awesome. And thanks again to Frank, um, you know, for diving into this with us and uh, doing just an awesome job providing a, a great overview, uh, I think, of, you know, what's to come with this bill and what he'll be keeping an eye on over the next months and years as, uh, you know, that, that funding continues to be used, um, you know, and, and impact not only, like we said, at the federal level, but the state level as well and our consumers' lives and retailers' lives. So um, appreciate his time and look forward to seeing that NLA in Dallas and then, you know, the follow-ups down the road in Nashville and beyond. So uh, awesome, awesome work by, on, on his part and by his team to, to keep us up to date. But as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast and we'll catch you next time.